Welcome to Planet Sleep. I'm your host, Josh. And tonight, we'll be taking a journey together to Yellowstone National Park. With beauty and absolute awe, Yellowstone has made its permanent mark on planet Earth. Geothermal geysers send pillars of steam coursing through the skies, and limitless herds of animals graze just off the trails. You've heard about this famous park for years, and it's finally time you step inside. Before we head off on our trip tonight, I wanted to thank you for supporting Planet Sleep. Planet Sleep is one of those things that I absolutely love to do every week. And right now I'm thinking about expanding the types of episodes I do here on Planet Sleep, including meditation episodes, where I lead you through some different meditations. I've also thought about some motivational type of episodes. And I've even thought about doing some series of episodes for kids, maybe telling some classic fairy tales or other children-oriented content. If any of these sound good to you, please let me know your thoughts, whether you're watching on YouTube, maybe you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Let me know what you think, or if you have any other ideas, types of episodes you'd like to see here on Planet Sleep, because the goal of this podcast is to, of course, bring you into a deep and peaceful sleep, but also it should just be something you put on when you want to escape from the day, a stressful situation, or just try to relax and chill out. That's what Planet Sleep is all about. So thank you to everybody that has supported the show this far. One way you can support the show for free is just by subscribing on YouTube, following us on Spotify, and subscribing on Apple Podcasts. And of course, telling your friends, families about Planet Sleep. But this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Helix. Helix is a mattress company, and they're not just any mattress company. In my opinion, they make the most comfortable mattresses, pillows, and other sleep products out there. They were nice enough to send me a new mattress, pillows, and I gotta say, I've tried a lot of different mattress brands out there, and Helix is by far the softest and just most comfortable mattress I've ever slept on. Their pillows are to die for. Helix Sleep actually has a quiz that just takes two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? Well, with Helix, you're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way that you sleep. Because everybody's unique, and Helix knows that. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. 
Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. That's me. Mattress is great for spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains, and even a Helix Plus mattress for plus size sleepers. I took the Helix quiz and I was matched with the Midnight Lux mattress. I'm a big side and back sleeper, so it's perfect. Just soft enough, but yet firm enough to not feel like I'm drowning inside of my mattress. It was a huge upgrade over what I had before, and I can already tell I'm getting a much better night's rest, waking up feeling more refreshed and more energy for the day. So if you're looking for a mattress, you take the quiz, you order the mattress that you're matched to, and the mattress comes right to your door shipped for free. You don't ever need to go to a mattress store again. Helix is awesome, but you don't need to take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix has been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving sleep. Just go to helixsleep.com slash planetsleep to take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans, so a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash planetsleep. Again, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows, so take advantage for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash planetsleep. Thank you, Helix, for supporting Planet Sleep. But let's now shift our attention to the most beautiful and wondrous journey ahead of us to Yellowstone National Park. Before we head off, just take a few minutes, take a few deep breaths, close your eyes if you need to, and just give yourself some time to slow your heart rate down and just be in the moment. I hope that Planet Sleep can provide that relaxation and peace that you're looking for. I know for me personally, even when I'm recording these, I often find myself trying to not fall asleep. So if it works for me, I hope that it works for you. Let's just take a few moments, take some deep breaths, listen to that music, and just chill. As you enter the park, evergreens and sprawling mountains hug the edges of the road. The deeper you trek into the sea of green trees and sprawling wilderness, you get the feeling you're on the brink of a great adventure, even from your first view of the park. You can feel it in your bones, 
that this is no ordinary place. The lands, rivers, waterfalls, and wildlife of Yellowstone are natural spectacles. Each of these things can be found across the world. But here, a natural charm, unlike anywhere else, breathes life into the land. Even from the earliest days of modern exploration, this region was so impressive that it became the world's first national park. But not just for its beauty. Within the lands ahead of you, archaeologists have found evidence of human activity dating back at least 11,000 years. history passed down for centuries claim that the Salish indigenous people roamed these lands 3,000 years ago, and today, 26 tribes are still connected to the sacred land. In the 1700s, the first European visitors were fur traders and trackers. But the first major incentive that brought more people to this land was, of course, gold. People flocked to the rivers of Yellowstone, praying to find its gold. And when the Northern Pacific Railroad caught wind of Yellowstone's beauty, they sponsored an expedition through the land. As this crew surveyed the grounds, it was easy to see how majestic and complex this region truly was. And they went on to name the most famous geyser, Old Faithful. Along with the crew, a painter, sketch artist, and photographer tagged along, and they were the only ones to introduce the beauty of Yellowstone to the rest of the world. Not long after, President Grant established Yellowstone National Park in 1872. Ever since, this region has been added to the bucket list of countless travelers. Millions travel to the park every year to see the vast wilderness preservation and incredible sights. The park stretches two million acres and sits on a basalt plateau in the northwest corner of the state of Wyoming. The wilderness of the park also spills into Idaho and Montana. This park forms most of the greater Yellowstone ecosystem one of the world's largest and best preserved temperate zone ecosystems on the planet. Its scenery is unparalleled. Its ecosystem is vast and diverse and its geothermal wonders are like no other. Blue rivers snake between dense forests. Deep canyons divide sweeping green valleys from lush vegetation surrounding waterfalls to the moon landscapes of dirt and dust. Yellowstone provides endless scenes of nature and depending on the season, each region changes with the weather. In spring and summer, bright green leaves and blue water cover the land. Red takes over in the fall, and by winter, white snow blankets the entire region, as elk hop through several feet of snow. Yellowstone has the highest concentration of mammals in the lower 48 states of the U.S., 65 mammal species and 285 bird species thrive within these lands. But below their wings, feet, and hooves, unseen energy adds another magical element to Yellowstone. The thermal energy of magma hums beneath the surface, 
a blast of steam and water shoots to the surface. And your first stop is the geyser, the first expedition team named all those years ago, Old Faithful. Yellowstone is home to half of the world's known geysers. Throughout the park, constant streams of hot water billow into the air. They look like smokestacks in the distance, and their steam trails off into the sky, evaporating towards the clouds. The most famous geyser, Old Faithful, shoots hot water and steam nearly 150 feet in the air. It's famous not only for its awesome display of geothermal energy, but also for its eruptions on a set schedule. Every 60 to 90 minutes, the geyser sends water flying into the air, like clockwork. You approach the geyser from a safe distance as others crowd around. You all wait for the water to blast up to the surface, scorching hot. But before it bursts, the water patiently sits in reservoirs, large pools of water deep underground. Normally, a reservoir is filled with cold water since a massive layer of rock separates the pool from the hot magma deep inside the earth. But here, the rock layer that divides them is thin, and the magma is closer to the surface. So the magma warms up the water to extreme temperatures. As this water boils, it rises towards the surface. It then finds the small tunnel towards the top and the pressure builds as the water moves into the smaller chamber. Finally, as the water speed increases from the pressure, it blasts up to the surface. The scorching hot water flies through the air as people surrounding you snap their pictures. Some have been waiting there for over an hour, and it's a rare occurrence to see this display. Only four other countries in the world have geysers like this, so hundreds of thousands of people travel to Old Faithful every year to see the geyser cast its explosion of water into the sky, like a blue whale shooting water and air through its blowhole. As you look at the land surrounding the geyser, animals like bison come early in the day, seeking the warm ground near the geyser. Their brown bodies clump together as they lie down on the ground nearby, the hot water keeps the area warm, so they curl up and make themselves comfortable. Nearly 5,000 American bison live in Yellowstone. This park is the only place in the lower 48 states where bison have roamed freely since prehistoric times. They can often be spotted in large herds gathered in the beautiful ranges. These massive animals stand six feet tall, and they can weigh up to a ton. This makes them the largest land mammal in North America. And as you watch them move across the land, their strong legs carry their massive bodies, their chins sport a bushy beard, and the hair on their head often hangs down over their eyes. On the sides of their heads, two stubby horns stick out. Despite their beastly bulk, they can run over 30 miles per hour. And if they're ever chased by predators, they can often outrun them or even smash into them with the power of a small car. As they relax in the warm drizzle of the geyser, little do they know, these geysers are actually a signs of a slumbering supervolcano deep beneath the surface. The Yellowstone volcanic system began about 66 million years ago, 
and this system once blasted this entire region into the beautiful shape it is today. The entire area was once formed by an incredible, powerful, mountain-forming volcanic events, and to this day the activity still rumbles beneath your feet. A large body of magma sits close to the Earth's surface in Yellowstone. It's caused by heat convection in the mantle. Plumes of this magma rise through the mantle which melt rocks into the Earth's crust. These plumes transport heat to the surface and create hot spots of volcanic activity. This heat can be seen every time a geyser shoots steam into the air. The North American tectonic plate drifted west over the last 16.5 million years, and volcanic deposits were left behind throughout the region. The heat below the surface stressed the crust, which added to the earthquake activity, and new fault lines began to form. These cracks in the earth reached these magma chambers, resulting in a massive volcanic eruption that shook the earth millions of years ago. Ash and gas spilled into the atmosphere, and as magma unleashed, the ground above it collapsed. This formed the first of Yellowstone's three calderas. These are large cauldron-shaped depressions in the earth. This massive eruption took place 2.1 million years ago, and it ranks as one of the largest volcanic eruptions known to man. The blast covered 5,790 square miles with ash. The amount of volcanic material elected from the blast was 6,000 times the volume during the famous 1980 eruption of Mount St. Helens. Two more eruptions followed, forming more of the Yellowstone landscape we see today. Since these three major eruptions, 80 smaller ones have occurred. Massive lava flows partially filled the calderas and the surrounding lands. The last lava flow was nearly 70,000 years ago in the southwest corner of the park. Pressure from the underground magma has pushed up the earth into domes throughout the park. And in some areas of Yellowstone, magma sits extremely close to the surface, between 3 to 12 miles below. What's most surprising is that massive Yellowstone volcano is still active. Between Old Faithful and White Lake over in Pelican Valley, there's been remarkable ground deformation over time. The movement began in 1975, and 10 years later, there were about three feet of uplift of the entire caldera. It then began sinking up until 2005 when uplift began again. This movement shows how much activity is occurring beneath the surface. If this volcano ever erupted again, it would have an incredible impact across the earth. It's estimated that it could be a thousand times stronger than an average volcano, and it could last weeks or even months. Luckily, there's no sign of an eruption on its way. The park occasionally gets earthquakes and uplifts, but that's how it's been for over 140 years. It's believed that the volcano might not erupt for centuries or possibly never again. So for now, you can enjoy your time in the park as a steady breeze carries the geyser mist away into the air. At the surface, everything seems calm and peaceful. So you travel further into the park. 
mountains cradle the blue and white sky above, and evergreens trail through the ground below. Between the trees, another basin opens up in a region of beige rocks. A wooden pathway leads towards the billowing steam ahead. In open fields of rock, each geyser releases steam into the air, like several boiling pots scattered across a large kitchen. At Midway Geyser Basin, the constant flow of moisture rises into the air. The deep blues of the pools and the bright orange of the ground feel like you're on an alien planet. Here you can find two of the largest thermal features of their type throughout the whole world. And even before you step foot on the nearby footbridge towards the springs, you see how much runoff water flows into the river below. From one single geyser, a continuous stream of water releases 5.8 million gallons of water per day into the river. In the 1880s, just after the area became a national park, the Excelsior Geyser was one of the most impressive geysers on the planet. As the hot water tunneled towards the surface, it would explode up to 300 feet in the air and another 300 feet across. No other known geyser has ever matched this energy. But by the end of the 1800s, the geyser became inactive. Only up until 1985 did it show subtle signs of awakening. And for only a short time, the geyser erupted a few times over 46 hours, and it launched water 80 feet in the air. But now, the geyser remains a streaming pool of water. As you move down the way, the Grand Prismatic Spring sits in the basin. As the world's third largest hot spring, it measures 370 feet across and 125 feet deep. As the water around the pool cools, a rainbow of colors forms rough circles around the hot water. Starting from the edges, a bronze orange cradles the pool. The microorganisms that thrive in the 160 degree water causes tint around the edge. These communities of microorganisms are extremely fragile, so you keep your hiking to the walkways. The steam rises in gusts of white puffs. Up from the hot springs, the droplets of water reflect the multitude of colors below, and you imagine that this is what it's like to discover the end of a rainbow. To get a better view, you make a strenuous but short hike up to the Midway Bluff. From above, you can see its incredible beauty. The bronze-orange color snakes wherever the warm water sustains the microorganisms. Deeper into the pool, yellow, green, and blue form colorful rings of water, and a constant white mist sweeps across the water's surface, forever rising into the air. As you leave the geysers behind, you decide to return to the wonders of cold surface water. Moving deeper into the park, you find the Yellowstone River. It cuts through the rock as its cold waters fall from one waterfall to the next. Between evergreens that cling to the sides of steep rocks, the river flows through the park with grace and power. Through the trails of dirt and dust, you head towards the river. Beyond the veil of high towering rocks, you hear the surge of water beyond. The sound of rushing water echoes through the trees. You climb down a set of 500 stairs to reach a closer view of what lies beyond, and as you round one last corner, off in the distance a colossal waterfall cascades between the mountains. 
The waterfall at Lower Falls towers 300 feet in the air. It's twice as tall as Niagara Falls. Beside the falling water rest rock faces and patches of snow. The water surges off the cliff at almost 60,000 gallons per second. This is the area that connects Yellowstone to the Grand Canyon, as you can see from the monumental rock formations beside the river. The water falls from the cliff, crashing into the river below. On impact, it sends a constant cloud of mist into the air. Above the mist, the sun strikes the water droplets forming a rainbow above the river. The sun shines on the mist cloud and brightens up the mountainside. Scattered evergreens hang onto the sides of a rock downstream as they gather the moisture passing by, and the water continues to carve the cliffs steeper than they already were. This constant surge of water continues carving its own riverbed into the earth for as long as it can. The entire water system connects to the Yellowstone River, the last major undammed river in the lower 48 states. It flows 671 miles from its source all the way to the Missouri River, and it eventually pours into the Atlantic Ocean. In its peaceful stretch through Yellowstone, it lends water to much of the region. It provides food and water to much of the wildlife, and many animals like grizzly bears need this water to survive. As a plus, it's also a great draw for travelers. Unfortunately, in June of 2022, a devastating flood occurred along the river. A one in 500 year event. Rain and rapid melting of snow caused the river to break from its banks and large volumes of water spilled over the river's edge. The area saw two or three times the amount of rainfall a few days before Roadways and shallow bridges were swept away by the surging waters, and the park closed down for several days. Luckily, after the waters returned to normal levels, repairs began on the roads and bridges, and the park reopened. These floods were certainly a show of strength by Mother Nature. If the 60,000 gallons per second wasn't enough to display its power, then the floods only added to it. From your view above the river, there's no question of the water's vitality. Farther north, you head deeper into the wildlife of Yellowstone. Of all the incredible feats of thermal energy and the power of water, you hope to find a breath of wilderness. So you head into the meadows of Lamar Valley where wildlife watching is at its peak. Here in the northern range of Yellowstone, all the animals come out to play. And this area is also known as North America's Serengeti. Out in the rolling meadows, the dark dots of four-legged animals prance through the curling grass. Almost everywhere you look, a group of mammals appear across the deep green scenery. To your left, you hear a scuffle of hooves and pounding noises. Dust rises in a frenzy. In July and August, hundreds of male bison display their dominance in the fields. Their hooves kick up clouds of dust as they bash their bodies into each other. And the victors claim control of the herd. And they get to choose their mate. Across the valley, rolling green hills cover the countryside. Pockets of evergreens clump together along the hills, and wide open ranges breathe with the gusts of wind. Wildflowers leave traces of color in between everything, and a slow-moving river crawls along the bottom of the valley. Fishermen wade in the water with rubber boots as they cast their lines. Further down the river, a single bison drinks from the river's edge. Others wander through the valley, stopping to chew on the grass as they go. Deer, 
elk and pronghorn also roam the valley in great numbers, and this large gathering of prey attracts predators to the area. On occasion, you can see a famous gray wolf hunting for their next meal across the valley. These rugged but beautiful animals are most active at dusk and dawn. They weigh about 100 pounds and their heavy coats are made with thick fur to shield them from the winter cold. They usually live four to five years, but the oldest known wolf in Yellowstone lived to be 12 and a half years old. The fine balance of an ecosystem can be seen working here at sunup and sundown. The wolves quietly move in packs and use the tree line as cover. And once they find a suitable elk, the charge begins. A pack of wolves can hunt up to 20 elk in a single season. And those elk can end up feeding not only the wolves, but all the animals of the forest. Yet the balance of the Yellowstone ecosystem wasn't always like this. Wolf packs had once roamed all across America, from the Arctic all the way to Mexico. But by the early 1900s, their loss of habitat and extermination programs had nearly wiped them out. Many were terrified of wolves near their properties, and they prioritized the life of their farm animals, who the wolves loved to prey on. So endless hunts brought the wolves to near extinction. At one point, there were no wolves left in Yellowstone, and conservationists began realizing how vital the wolves were to the ecosystem. By 1973, the wolf was listed as an endangered species. And in 1995 to 1997, 41 wild wolves from Canada and Montana were reintroduced to the region of Yellowstone. The wolves spread out and many found new homes in the park's edges. Today, many roam in the greater Yellowstone's ecosystem where they're harder to protect. But the park helps provide for their long-term survival. Over 500 wolves surround the park, and about 100 wolves live within its boundaries. Since wolves are mostly social creatures, they live in eight packs across the park. Each pack has about a dozen wolves, and they can be seen prowling the far edges of the big herds that gather in the valley. Many times they can be heard in the distance, howling to each other to communicate their location, and they also howl to claim their territory so other packs know what areas to avoid unless they want trouble. But one strange thing about these wolves was that not all of them are gray, like their name suggests. Half of all the wolves in Yellowstone have black coats. When studied, it was only a single gene that gave them the black coats, and this gene is believed to come from the hybridization between dogs and wolves in the last 7,000 years. And they also realized that the black wolves had an immunity function for pathogen defense. Plus, the black wolves aren't as aggressive as the gray ones. So as time goes on, we'll be able to study the differences and similarities of the Yellowstone wolves and their unique habitat. Since the reintroduction of wolves into the park, conservationists have also been able to study the effects the wolves have had on the Yellowstone ecosystem. They hunt elk, which most other predators can't kill because of their size, so they keep their population in check. Not only that, but after the wolf hunts its prey, ravens and magpies swoop in and also come to feast. Coyotes also show up soon after the wolves finish eating and disappear into the forest. Even smaller creatures like beetles get their chance too. So the wolf's hunt can nourish an entire ecosystem down to the smallest level. And when the feast is through, the rest is absorbed into the ground. 
and the trees absorb the nutrients. Although wolves are often seen as a dangerous threat, they help continue the circle of life within the park. As the sun arches down towards the horizon, you make your way back south to get one last view of the surrounding land. You cross over the Yellowstone River and listen to the endless flow of water over the rocks. Further down the road, endless hills roll through patches of evergreens, and heavy white clouds hang overhead. Their unique forms cast shadows across the range below. You eventually make it to the Mount Washburn Trailhead where you start your hike to the top. You've been promised an incredible vista at its peak, and with each step you head higher. Passed by heavy rocks resting in the green grass and hundreds of trees that lend their shade. The higher you go, traces of melting snow hide in the shadows away from the hot sun. What melts flows down the mountainside towards the creeks that meet with surging rivers. Wildflowers fill the meadows below. All along the green stretches, pink, purple, and yellow flowers hug the trail and stretch out into the green fields. Beyond, bighorn sheep graze quietly in the fields, keeping to themselves as they balance gracefully on small rock. Continuing on the path, the earth becomes a darker shade of brown, and the vegetation becomes sparse. After a few last bends in the trail, you make it to the top. Home to the panoramic lookout above 10,000 feet, you see the forest go on for miles all the way to the horizon. The dark sea of trees only opens in large meadows or where the rivers snake through large canyons that carve away the land. On a clear day, you can see the Grand Tetons far in the distance. Their peaks are so far off, all you can see is their faded outlines on the horizon. The reason they look lighter so far away is because of the water and dust in the atmosphere between you and them. A small portion of light is scattered between where you stand and the distant mountains so they appear light and hazy in the distance. From every angle on the peak, a great view awaits. Each side gives its own unique picture of Yellowstone, and from each angle you are reminded of what this national park has to offer. From the explosive white steam of the ancient geysers to the newest pack of wolves giving life to a timeless ecosystem, where bison cling to the warmth of Earth's mantle and the crash of waterfalls cast rainbows into the sky. Of rolling meadows sprinkled with wildflowers and elk gently coursing through the curling fields, evergreens cling to the mountainsides and canyons carve away the sun. The artist's hand of Mother Nature has carefully shaped the planet's ever-changing form into a delicate illustration, and you are grateful to witness a natural artist at work. Well, if you're still with me, that concludes our journey to Planet Sleep for tonight. I hope you enjoyed this tour through Yellowstone National Park. It truly is a national treasure. But I'll see you next time in our next episode of Planet Sleep. And until then, sleep easy, my friend. I'll see you next time.